How's it going? How's Arizona? Um, it was warm and then it was cold. <laughs> it's it kind of warm and then it's it was kind cold. of like here, just a little more extreme. It's like all of a sudden, you know, it's like you're out and you're. It's like 90, 100 something degrees. And then within a week, boom, it changes. And it's like, oh, it's like freezing cold in the morning now. So you went from, when did you go out to Arizona? I went out there LA? Uh, September. September. So I was there the whole month of September, pretty much. Okay. And I've been kind of going, coming and going. Okay. Okay. And so I fish in the backyard. In Arizona? Yeah. Catch and release. Action release, huh? That's so sad, in a way. Well, I mean, it's actually quite nice because they're my friends now, the fish. Mm. And I see the same ones. I have little little names for them. Mm. And uh, some of the big ones I, I see over and over. And, like, they're these big kind of koi. So you guys have, like, a pond? Yeah. In it's the like back? A, well, they call it a lake, but, yeah. Lake, it's kind okay. Of, it, but it's pond, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a lake. It's a little man-made thing. What, what brought you out to Arizona? Uh, my family moved out there, and my mom is getting on in her years, so mm -hmm. I had to spend more time with Taking care. Yeah. But these fish, you know, they they swim around, and they make their rounds, and it's almost like they caught on to this game. Like, they know it's catch and release, and it's almost like they see me, they'll come around, and they see you. And, um, and then more of them will come, like their buddies will come. And it's almost... Like they see me and they're like, okay, it, it's on. L like it's a game. They're like, like, see if you can catch us. Really? So they know. Yeah, they know. I think so. And then when I catch one, you know, the other buddies are swimming with them. And then I get them out. I take a picture and I put them back in. Like that's one probably, guy. That's probably pretty meditative then, huh? Like to, yeah, in a way, yeah. that you're connected to the fish. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And I think, you know, what um, is so weird is, I mean, I fished since I was a little kid. Right. And. To me, like there is this connection that you feel through the fishing pole and the line when you mm. do hook a fish. And um, it's like you feel that energy on the other side. And when you're playing them and coming back and forth. And I, I guess I think like there that is nice about the catch and release thing. And, and it is sort of this um, closed system, right? You only have so many fish that they plant in there. I mean, they were made in a lab or whatever. But... Uh, you can feel that, you know, it's like some mornings there's no fish out, you know, and they're not swimming around where, you know, I don't know necessarily why some days they're more and some days are not. Um, but there are days where you don't see anyone else and I'll see one. I'm like, oh, and then it, like, it just gives me a different energy. Hmm. Even if I don't catch them, you know, I see them flipping around I'm like, okay, they're there. And then when you play them, they come in and then you let them go. And then like this one day I, I caught the same guy twice. Really? <laughs> but, it, but it's almost like... Again, I mean, I don't know the consciousness consciousness of fish, but I mean, it's, it is like they come by and they go, hey, what's up? You know, it's got to hurt, go right? To get the hook in the in the mouth. Well, I hooked myself, too. Right. <laughs> like I got the hook in my finger and I took it out. I was like, oh. but so, yeah, I you know, you, you and it's barbless. Right. So it doesn't stay mm. hooked. I feel bad for the little ones. Sometimes they swallow it too deep and then it's hard to sometimes. Um, Goes to the stomach. Yeah. And sometimes they. So the little ones, but the... How was it fishing? Like, because you grew up in Washington, right? Yeah. So you grew up fishing there? Fishing, crabbing, squidding, yeah. In the ocean? Um, I guess. I mean, it's like we were in Seattle, mm -hmm. but um, I guess it's the ocean that comes in. I'm not very good at the geography. <laughs> but salt, eventually... Salt water. Yeah, yeah. Eventually it comes in. I mean, that was like, that's like the, 
the big thing there is the locks where the salt water connects to mm. the 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 lake, the freshwater. Mm. Everyone goes there when they visit. Nice. And you just did. I, I saw you uh, on Jean Jacques. He has a new podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. No the, gi required. He's um, starting a new podcast, mm -hmm. and um, he just had the new one that just came out with Russell Peters. Oh, cool. Yeah. Super funny guy. <laughs> and for John Jacques, he's been teaching. I mean, man, he's been teaching. He's been teaching. I don't even know what since when. Like he was Dracolino's mentor. I think since he was a teenager. Pretty much, right? right? Like he was the head instructor at Gracie, the original Gracie Baja. Gracie Baja, right. Dracolino, that, that whole crew. Right, right. He was a yeah. mentor to all of them. Yeah. All the, you know, the main guys, right? Gordo and all those yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. And, and he still looks so young, you know, I yeah. feel like. And they're not that far apart in age. At right. All, right. It's right. just, he was part and, of the family. So and then speaking, of doing the podcast with Higgin, like I didn't realize Higgin was like Carlos Gracie Jr.'s first black belt. That was crazy. You know, when Holes Gracie passed, like he was his champion. And then of course, like Carlson Gracie, they were, they had the rivalry, you know, but See, he was the well, one. Well, now I'll have to listen to, you, to that podcast. Yeah. I think he, he just did John Jacks as well. Oh yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. I got to get Jean-Jacques in it, person, in person, yeah. you know, but it's, it's always going to be interesting because it's like now they're brothers. Right. And I, I, it was so funny when I, uh, went to do the podcast, I got really nervous and I don't know because the, it's the your first teacher. Time? The first, oh, the no, way his, his, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's your teacher, you know? So I don't know. It's just a little bit different than any other podcast, like mm. with friends or people I don't know. And, yeah. and um, it was just, okay, what's he going to ask me? And, you know, cause he knows you so much better over a longer period of time. And it's like, uh Oh, maybe he's going to bring this out or that out or, and, and you know, you just want to do a good job, you know? Yeah. It's funny. It's interesting. What did he ask you? Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, about, about I, your career and stuff like, yeah, things like okay, that. Okay. That's cool. I'll have um, to listen to it. Yeah. It's a no gi required. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's only, he only has a few out so far, but. Okay. Um, cool. Let's check I, it out. I, I think it's going to be pretty amazing. You know, he's going to nice. have some pretty amazing people on there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was quite honored to be on it so early. Like here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was here at the beginning too. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Yeah, you have your the, your own podcast too, like Girls I, and Geese, right? No, I was not, on Girls and Geese, but I have oh, grapple, I the Grapple TV podcast. Grapple TV podcast. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So and what's so, the what's the deal with the Girls and Geese podcast? Um, so that's Shama Co's group, Girls oh, and Geese, and see. they do a lot of events. Okay. Um, to promote to promote women, they have like these big, um, open mat type events. Well, they're not quite open mats. You know, right. they have different black belts helping instruct and do different things. Um, they usually have one the day after the Sunday after Masters Worlds um, that has a big turnout. Usually it's in Vegas. I mean, who knows what's going on this year, but yeah, yeah usually it's in Vegas. Um, and she has been doing these podcasts now with different women. Um, the one I was on was uh, three of the Dirty Dozen were on. So it was Chris Shaw, Cindy Hales and myself. And, you know, just getting more uh, of that information out. Right, whether it's current stuff or historical, and, and kind of finding out what it was like in the old days. Yeah, was how so was different. it like in the old days? It just wasn't as friendly, but uh, you know, people. And you weren't even like the early, early days. No, right? yeah, like yeah. a Leka Leka. Yeah, like it's like crazy yeah. early days. 
Yeah, so there were definitely people before me, I think one or one and a half generations before me, right? And then, then I came in and there were some women down with her, you know, at Higgins. But aside from that, there weren't really that many women. Um, but I think the sport in general is just more friendly now than it's ever been to men and women. Men and women, yeah, right? for sure. More so, professional, less, yeah. less fight clubby. Yes, yes, yeah. Be before, it was just like you just had to survive. And then if you were still there after six months or a year, people would start talking to you. <laughs> how, how many years? Would you say? Six months. Six, six months, months or a year. A year. <laughs> like, oh, you're still here. White people. White people. White, white belt. White yeah. belt. <laughs> white people. <laughs> Why does it white always have to be about that, Alberto? White belts are people too. <laughs> white privilege. <laughs> white belt privilege. You have to be a little bit nicer to them. <laughs> Man. I think it's a little bit like, uh, you know, not we, we take care, right? But it's like a little bit like that. You kind of earn your earn the respect, you know, that you're, you're yeah. going to be around, you know, yeah. and you're serious, you know, that you're not just coming in to check it out. Right. Yeah. I, I think, um, in some ways I think maybe people last a little bit longer, but ultimately I think, I, I think this new, this kind of kinder, gentler way, like eases people into it. And I think it helps retention. Mm. But I also think ultimately the sport is really difficult and there's a lot of pain and frustration and it's a long-term uh, journey. It's not something that you jump and get your black belt and jump out in two years. So I think eventually people that don't, that, that have, would have washed out, still wash out anyway, yeah, right? I think because so of that long duration and what it does to you as a person, you know, it changes your mind and it changes different things about you and it takes or a lot. everything about you. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it takes a lot to, uh, sort of build that or be broken and build that over years. I mean, that's kind of harsh to say broken, you know, it's not like that quick. I, I, I think like, like a boot camp, but I think it, fundamentally changes you and it's a difficult journey mm. and I don't think everyone uh, will stay in the journey and that, you know just life happens too yeah 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 pandemics happen I don't know whatever Pandemics, <laughs> but then you know like I've have you know gotten sick you've gotten sick and yet you know, I had to stop training for a few years. I never thought I'd come back. And then eventually you get sucked back in um, because it does become a part of you and um, it pulls you back in. <laughs> and, and you, so you, what, you what see is, the positive what a, stuff. Yeah. Right? What a, how has jiu-jitsu changed you? I, I think. Because it's different different things in different parts of your life, right? Yeah. Different yeah. ages. And who knows, you know, maybe the same things would have happened without jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. over time. Um, because we don't know, we, you know, you, you, you take one path and you don't know what would happen if you had an alternate life. But I think as you get older, you know, life changes, but I think definitely things like trying, you know, control issues, um, that when you're training, you know, it's like you want to do one thing and you don't get to do that thing that day in that role and you deal with what's in front of you and you stay in that moment. And I think that 
um, really transfers to life. You let go, like yeah. you're less controlling on things that you can't control. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I wanted to work on this particular move today and too bad I'm not, you know, I'm getting smashed and I'm, I'm working defense today, not offense, too bad. And so then I think in life, it's like, uh, you know, going back to pandemic, like, I mean, everyone's had to deal with it re very recently. It's like, you can't control this. It's like, okay, how do I control myself and change my response to things and deal with it and make my own judgment on it instead of wishing something was different out here. It's something like changing can't control. Some, yeah, changing something in here. So um, I think jujitsu more than anything. Maybe this is all, it's just a test, right? For us. I keep thinking this is a big punked episode. Punked. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, just kidding. Sorry we yeah. robbed you of a year of your life world. It's like, oh, look, there's Ashton Kutcher. No, he's just here to train. He's not here to tell us it's, it's a joke. It isn't really happening now. He's oh just here to God. train. <laughs> oh my God. Right. But it is such a test, right? Of our, just our mindset and just, you know, no matter what happens, like, okay, it wasn't. You know, I got some, I wanted to work on this, but it's, I mean, I can't do it because what if, for whatever reason, I'm just being humbled. Right. Yeah. And so now how do we take advantage of the situation to get something out of it? You know, okay, well, I guess I get better on defense today since I'm getting smashed or I'm getting better at just tolerating that pressure. And same thing with what is going on in the world. You know, you're just like, how do I tolerate this? How do I not let this shut me down? Um, you know, it's like you're getting smashed. What are you going to do? Quit? Mm. You know, like if it's unbearable, you tap and you start again. Mm. But um, I think you have to do that in life as well. You know, where, where do I go? Okay. I can't do this right now. Let me figure out how I can go fishing <laughs> or whatever the case may be. You know, you have to find whatever keeps you in that place where you're positive and moving forward, even against all the all odds. roadblocks. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like all the, all the well, high level jujitsu guys that I talk to and just high, high, I think high, high, high achievers, right. They, they all say the same thing, you know, just like mindset, you know, we can only control our mindset. Yeah. Right. And so this is like such a test and yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, right. With jujitsu and a lot of gyms being closed and, and then, but, you know, liquor stores and other things are open, you know. <laughs> it's just, there just and then be it's a just, lack of consistency. I mean, and then it's like, okay, what's essential? What's non-essential, right? <laughs> like the, the this business is essential. The business owner, it's essential for that business owner. And it's essential it's for a, the people that it serves. There's a reason why it's, it exists. Absolutely. Like even, even in regular life, you know, I think, I think, for me, a lot of my time training in the earlier years, it, and, and maybe it's not so healthy, but it was like an escape, right? Yeah. It, it's like what jujitsu does is that it makes the whole world disappear. Mm. And again, like I said, maybe it's not always positive, but you know, maybe, maybe that's how, in the moment, right? Yeah. And so you're for that hour and a half or whatever it is, you have no concern you know, aside from being in a padded room, you have no concern about any of room. your problems outside. <laughs> and all you're worrying about is surviving. And it's so present. And if you check out, man, you pay for it. So then you go, okay, bring me, it brings you back to that present all the time. And I think it trains you to do that. But 
Like, is it like, you know, maybe in some ways it was a bit of an escape for me, um, but maybe it wasn't necessary for me as well. And I think that happens for a lot of people. I told you the story about the black belt psychologist guy about uh, what, uh, let's, let's tell. Yeah. Yeah. So the, he's, he's talking about baseball. I was like, well, how come jujitsu people that people that do jujitsu, why, why do they feel, why do I feel like they're always young, you know? And like, just they're young, you know, you see, we see some people from high school or whatever, and they're like, they look really old, Oh my gosh! you know, but people that do jujitsu, they stay like young, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, at least in spirit, right? Absolutely. But then no, for sure they, they, they feel, they stay young, you know, but they're healthier. They're healthier right? for sure. A hundred percent. And so I was like, why is that? And we started talking and getting into deep conversation. And he's like, yeah, you know, when you're a kid, everything's in the now. And as you get older, everything's either in the future or in the past. You're never like in the present. And so jujitsu brings you back to your childhood. So, you know, to the now and you know, that, 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 that keeps you young. We're just, that's what, that was his analogy. That's really cool. It's true though, right? Everything's in the now when you're a kid. You can't say, oh, in 30 minutes or an hour, a little kid that I'm going to do this, you know, you have to, man, it no, doesn't exist. Right now. So, yeah. uh, so uh, that's it though, right? Well, it's, do you think jujitsu rewires your brain? It does. It 100%. Your brain 100%. All the neuroscience and stuff that I, that I study, 100% it does, you know? And that's why I'm so interested in studying all these things. I'm like, how does that work? You have some like timid guy or timid girl come in here they do jujitsu and they persevere. They keep showing up, you know, cause they like their professor or they like their teammates or whatever, all of the above, you know, and then it changes them forever. They become confident yeah. and totally changes them, totally rewires them from the inside out. Yeah. After a lot of years, right. After a lot of years, I think you need the tact for stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all my only thing, but jujitsu is so complete. It does everything. And so how does the tact fit? It's just, you know, nobody taught us about, you know, you Mr. Miyagi, right? Does the hand thing and fix, fixes the shoulder. Steven Seagal in the movies, right? He does the acupuncture on himself. But I think healing should be part of of the martial art, you know, the yin and the yang, you know? And so nobody really taught us those things, I think. So so I just, I feel like that completes, that completes jujitsu, all the stuff that we do. And tack fit helps. Just completes the circle, you know, of, you know, training hard and, and, and the movement. rewiring yourself. But then doing it right, you know, because like you need stress, but not too much stress and just helping more understanding of self. And because mm-hmm. you get that more understanding of self, you're like, okay, I need to take it easy this today. I don't need to train hard. I need to do more drilling, not train, you know, go, you know, go hardcore. And, and, and so it just gives you that better understanding. And then you learn the tools to do that, like releasing tension in the body, like doing the stretches after training, um, Know, just all the stuff that we do, like with the club bells, you know, like the grip, you know, that grip awareness, you mm-hmm. know, uh, not over gripping, but, and, and then it just helps you clean your movement for jujitsu. So like when the pandemic happened, we had classes online, obviously you can't do jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, you can try, but it's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. You can only do so much, do so much. Yeah. but with TACFIT, you totally clean your movement and that totally hundred percent translates to the mat your movement, like your quality movement, yeah, the structure, you know, and then like your breath and all those things transfer over. I mean, there's a reason why like all those like wrestlers and stuff use those big wooden, uh, you know, uh, clubs, you know, uh, they call them like meals, you know, mm-hmm. in Iran and India mm-hmm. and stuff. You've seen Dangal, right? Yeah. Yeah. They even had that in the movie. Yeah. But it's completely changed your body and your yeah, I feel like Everything. it's re- it's rewired me because you know from a lot of years of training, you become shaped a certain way, mm-hmm. 
Right. And so it really gave me the balance instead of being closed that I opened myself up, you know, so it's a process, but I think should always be included with your training. I heard John Jock even on the guys told me I didn't see the whole episode yet, but I, he's talked about having that in, inside of a jiu-jitsu gym. Like that's having a complete gym is having these things, you know, uh, on the Joe Rogan when he was on Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. he talked about having that's like the ultimate. That's that's how that's how it should be, like the gym, you know, yeah. where you have these, you know, jujitsu with the strength and conditioning, but the right kind, you know. Yeah, but with Tackfit also having Scott involved is cool because he understands jujitsu right he's a grappler he does, well that's that's well. how he yeah. that's he had like a learning disability right mm -hmm. and uh he couldn't you know he, he was dyslexic and he had all these issues and he found martial arts mm. and then he started learning speaking of rewiring your things and the neurons started to connect and he started to learn and you know he went down that rabbit hole and because he thought differently he was able to basically it's a martial art in a way if you ask yeah. me attack fit it's a martial art but just with yourself and you know what you know what do they say you know like your biggest opponent is yourself mm -hmm. so if you can master yourself you're in pretty good shape do you agree with that yeah yeah <laughs> how much of jiu-jitsu is mastering yourself i probably most of it right and it's most of it uh, most of it because you have a person you have different random people that you're working with or training with but ultimately, it's how you respond to that. And I mean, it doesn't it. matter if they're better than you or not better than you or what, whatever their level is, you know, because each time you train with someone, everyone offers you a different thing to right. understand or to right. learn, right? Whether they're a little child or if they're, uh, you know, a huge guy or whatever level they're at, it, it gives you each role is different, mm -hmm. right? And then it lets you address different aspects of yourself. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's so crazy because it is, it is about yourself. It's all about you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day it is right. Yeah. But, uh, it's hard to control too sometimes, right. With depending who you go with, how they're going to go. Yeah. Um, but with, you know, at least with tack, but you can, it's, there's, there is nobody else. <laughs> it's you yeah, yeah. versus yourself. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's how I look at it. As with, that's how I look at it with my background, right. From martial arts and stuff. And so how did you get to TACFIT? Uh, so Scott Sonnen, right? Mm -hmm. He, uh, he, uh, he, he, you, you switched it and started interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he helped me for one right yeah, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> no, but he introduced me in 2007, right? Uh, -huh. uh he was, I had one of my UFC, my UFC debut and I lost and, um, and I got tired because I was over breathing. And my first jiu-jitsu coach from New Mexico, he was a Navy SEAL, and he was always a way ahead of the time, you know. And uh, and uh, I trained with like uh, Carlos Machado and and uh, you know Machados and stuff. Um, but he uh, he's like, you need to get with this guy Scott Sonnen. So he was ahead of time with jiu-jitsu, and then he's like, you need to get with this guy named Scott Sonnen. I'm like, okay, you know. So I listened to him. He reached out to me actually after my loss because he saw what happened and stuff. And then he reached out to him and Scott, he was a grappler. So I was like, oh yeah, I'd love to, you know? And so he helped me out for my, for my, uh, for my next fight, like with my strength and conditioning. Mm. And he did all these different things. We did some of the into flow stuff and 
nobody had ever done these things with me before. So I was and, like, and it was weird stuff because it wasn't it was like stuff. pushing weight, like like heavy weight. Right, 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 like, right, right. It was all like you know, like you know, and very subtle. And I remember like he had me lay down, and he saw how it was shaped, and I was totally rotated in. And then he had me. I couldn't even. I couldn't even open my hands up. That you know the you know dead man's pose. I couldn't. Mm. You know everything was rotated in. And he did some stretches with me, and then I I could kind of hold it better. And he just saw the shape I was in, and um, and then uh, he just basically planned out this whole thing. And uh, he lived in Washington still, but he he had some guys, some coaches down here that put me through it. And then we would video it. And pre zoom. Uh, what's that? Pre zoom. Pre zoom, and they would send it to him. And uh, he actually gave me all the videos, you know, the DVDs, you know, of of all those workouts. And he came down a few times um on his own dime you know and um i yeah it was it was it was and he wrote this blog he wrote this blog on our training and uh i learned so much on these blogs mm. you know like crossfit and stuff like i did cross i even got certified right and, yeah but he just said like your strength and conditioning should not get in the way of your sport you know what i mean like you i did crossfit too and it was getting in the way of my sport it's yeah. its own sport yeah but tack yeah. fit it just allows you to do it, make it wherever you want. If you just do tack of it, cool, you know, that's all you want to do, cool, you know. But even so, it's just so precise. Everything, everything is thought through. There's a reason why we do every single piece. It's so funny because when I would come to the class and I think, you know, there's a portion of people that that's all they do is tack fit. And then there are a few other people that do jujitsu right. and other stuff. And I remember I would come and, your, 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 ver you know, they're, they're modified version. And so like Alberto Crane, like Alberto Crane uh -huh. is doing like the most basic, simple version of it. And, you know, I went through CrossFit too, and it's like, it makes you competitive and it stirs right, that up, right. Right? which I think is great as practice for competition. Right. But, um, so you're doing like the most, remedial like the most basic yeah. version of, of the progression right and just making it very because that's what i needed right and just being very precise about it and i was like okay so then i was like okay i can i can dial it back it's not about this pushing or comp competition you know there's no pushing it, it's like feeling where it is i guess what you need it's yeah. all about you right yeah it's all about you i mean you know <laughs> i mean yeah we know like right because you're thinking about somebody else i want to outdo them yeah Right. And so the way it's set up, it's like everything is thought out. That's the thing, you know, like, man, I trained hard jujitsu the day before I need to do the remedial thing. I need to move my body to, you know, to move all the tension out and move all the liquids and all that, um, to recover. Right. And so I can totally use that training to recover. Yeah. And then I feel better after. Wait, so what do you, what do you do now? Do you, I'm sorry, I'm interviewing you. <laughs> do you train jujitsu every day or a few days you've a week? Been, you've or? been like the you've been interviewing people for so long. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I like on all. I can't even remember all the shows and things that you did. Well, over I mean, the years, with Grapple TV, we were interviewing people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, were you gonna ask me? Sorry. Well, how often do you train jujitsu versus uh, tack fit, and how do they? So intersect? I've been so busy working and stuff, like helping like the organization that uh, it's been kind of taking it to my time i do little flows and stuff you know and i still move you know because i know how important that is like your body it's like a you know if the water doesn't move in a, in a pond right it gets all murky and nasty so i i definitely do movements and stuff uh, to stay healthy you know but uh 
Um, I do now, I try to do it like three times, maybe three times, but I, before I was doing it six days a week, you know? And were you training jujitsu at the same time? Um, depends, you know, it's totally freestyle. Like last night I trained jujitsu. I went to the, the affiliate we have, Legacy, Legacy Glendale, and I trained with the guys. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to train this morning with the turkey roll guys, you know? Oh. Um, um, this um, is being recorded on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, th- we're, we're, yeah, yeah, by the way, we're... we're <laughs> <laughs> Me and Felicia and I were such nerds. We just laughed at each other. Like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. We just laughed at each other. <laughs> like, he was like, come over this week. How about Thursday? I, and I knew that he probably forgot it was Thanksgiving. And I was like, yeah, well, it's Thanksgiving. I, I, what did I say? I'm like, oh, you know, it's thanks. And I didn't want to say like, well, I know you forgot. But I was like, it's Thanksgiving. That's okay with me. If you're good with that, you're like, oh, my gosh. I have an open mat. And so we did it before. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do another one with Scotty from on the mat today. Cool. And then after two, I figure after two o'clock, it's family time, you know? Yeah. Like we eat and hang out. But before that, this is my other family, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, I saw your girls are so big. Yeah. It was their birthday yesterday. Yeah. 12 crazy. years old. Yeah. One of my daughters is like, she has potential. I'd love to see her wrestling and stuff too, doing wrestling. She's doing wrestling practice with one of our, our coaches as a wrestler. Is there wrestling in this area? Um, well, high school I, yeah. or what's that? Like in high school? Are there any of the high schools here? Uh, they do. They do. You know, they or do. Wherever she ends up going. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're doing uh, like a special, like twice a week right now, at least, you know, like private training mm. with uh, Astamir, who's our, like our wrestling coach and he, he teaches the kids, but mm. he's really, yeah, a really good wrestler. So just works with them like a little group, you know? The kids that are serious. But is she going to compete in wrestling? I wanted to. Yeah. I th- yeah, she would do. She's such a good wrestler. Just naturally. Yeah. And you've taken her to competitions too. Yeah, yeah. We started before the, the shutdown. So I'm going to hopefully get her back in Arizona. Well, but, it, but it's uh, interesting next, though too. Like she started as a young kid. Like all your kids kind of right, did right. some training. And then she kind of didn't want to do it for a little while. You know, I, I don't force them, you know. She wanted to. She wanted to compete. But she kind of didn't want to do it for a while, and then she came back? Is that? Uh, no, they've know? all been around it since, okay. as long as they can remember. They've been on the mats. But her interest in it developed. Her interest in it developed, and, uh, and, uh, and then she asked to compete. Mm. She asked to compete. I didn't ask her to compete. She asked to compete. That's awesome. And she wanted to do it. And so I was, you know, you know, all the character things, you know, to follow through, to be consistent, mm-hmm. disciplined. You know, that, that's my job, right? To follow through. And so she's consistent now. And, you know, the, the shutdowns and the pandemic, there's no other programs except for, you know. Except for daddy. <laughs> so uh, so it's good. There's it's no good escape. in a way. There's no yeah. escape. You know, because she was doing like, uh, what do you call it? Like drill team, like kind of cheerleading oh. stuff. You know, she's you know, she's really athletic, you know. Um, but she's a good wrestler, man. It's crazy. And I'm like, how does she like learn these things? And she does figures things out too on the fly. That's part of it, right? But you're like, whoa, man, it's crazy. You know, how does she get that? You know, does that change your relationship? Um, it's nice. It's nice. You know, it's nice for sure. It's for, it's nice, like bonding. You know, so I'm I'm looking forward to the tournaments. But it's hard too with your own kids in a way. It is. The emotion gets involved. They get mad at you and stuff, and you know, well, more. So I think <laughs> it's a daughter. I don't know, father. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, we're still. I feel like new in the in that. Well, hopefully things come back and, and they can compete again. Yeah, I think, oh man, I feel so bad for the kids right now. How's the wrestling for all the kids? Because you, you were the coach, the rest, high school wrestling coach for... 
Yeah. So I mean, I'm not actively coaching, right, right. but from what I've observed, you know, some of the kids that are into wrestling, um, you know, like they've continued. I mean, I, I see that they, I mean, there are competitions going on at club, you know, high club level. Uh, yeah. Higher levels. And, um, I suppose people must be training somewhere and right. they're going to come. I mean, jujitsu has tournaments. Like, I mean, it was, like, it, even at the beginning, right at the beginning of the pandemic, right. The March or April, yeah. I think April, May, April, May, it was a couple months in. Yeah. I read a Bloomberg article like that popped up, you know, prostitution is legal in Switzerland, but judo and wrestling is illegal. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> Wouldn't it be different if you tell people that and they're like, Oh, how does that work? You know? And it's like, if jujitsu people ran the government, that would be interesting. Well, what, I mean, what would happen? Well, I mean, maybe it would be like, uh, well, Tito UA, Ortiz. UAE. Right, 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 right. right. Jiu-Jitsu is part of right. the school system. But yeah, Tito just got a Elected council member. Council city council, member? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, Huntington yeah. Beach. That was pretty cool. Man, I, like I want to, I, I looked into it too, like, because just some situations with, when all, just all this stuff, I was like, man, I want to be, have some say on that. You know, I care about my community, you know? Yeah. I really care and I want like the best, you know, and I want to be able to like fight and, you know, give my input, you know? And not have somebody else kind of, I don't know, just want to be involved, you know? <laughs> That'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's Because crazy. you're not busy enough. I know, not right now, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's definitely something that I definitely thought about since when all this stuff happened. Yeah. Well, there's year. definitely, like. And my grandfather, my grandfather, my mom's dad was, like, you know, heavily into into politics and stuff and his whole, his whole life. I mean, I, mean, I think there are several wrestlers you know, past wrestlers that are in politics. And then, I mean, I, I mean, like D1, whatever. And then Jesse Ventura, I'm not trying Jesse to equate Ventura. those, right? <laughs> you know, like people cross over. Yeah. Um, I think it would be different, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been doing, right? My whole life, like, you know, just connected to the community. So it's just another, another facet. And it made me realize that with all this stuff going on, like, man, I'm, Maybe I'm with the people, man. I'm, I'm with the people, like. I want to do what's right for the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was saying like, I think the kids and I've just heard from a few different friends that I've connected with that have kids, but and from what I've seen, the kids that are involved heavily in wrestling, you know, it keeps them on track. It keeps them going and they're That's not it. having issues. And then I know other kids, right. The, the teen years are hard enough. Yeah. And for them to spend a year out of school, and I just heard a couple Not have stories. That outlet, right? I just had a couple heard a couple stories. You know how they were doing. They were doing better, right? In in school as mm. things were progressing, and this last Crash year, wow, they were just having so many other issues, and I just feel so bad for them. You know, it's like they don't have their support system, their friends, you know, whatever, and they're sitting at their homes, and it, it's hard. You being know. in front of the computer. Yeah. That's how it's kind of started with my kids. They were like in front of the computer. They were just, they weren't doing anything. I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta train. And I got with another family. Like I was like, well, they were doing tack fit and mm. they all came in the same day. And I was like, let's do some jujitsu. <laughs> and that's how it started, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you know, and then a couple more people came and it was just got to move, you know, or else you get sick. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as adults we need to move, but yeah. I think as kids, you, really need to move and you know how many stories every 
yeah, there's so many stories of athletes that were these difficult children because they had so much energy until they got into wrestling or into jujitsu or any number of sports that they got to focus their energy. And that was what kept them managed, right? Because they have so much going on. And if they don't have that outlet, man, that's, that's tough. It's crazy. The situation. I mean, I'm sure there's some kids that are uh, e-athletes that are probably happy. I don't know. E-athletes. Um, maybe that's working for them. And, you know, everyone's different, but. Yeah. I think overall, you know, I think overall, like everyone needs to move, right? And you get sick if you don't. I mean, that's how we're designed to move. Well, everyone's biking, right? Everyone bought bikes. Did they? Yeah. Everybody? Yeah, there was a shortage on bikes. When oh, this yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the club bells, we can't get enough club bells now. Yep. And kettlebells, they just they fly off the shelves, you know? Yeah. I, I, another so, friend of mine was like trying to get some weights and right, right, right. it was impossible. Yeah. So, so we've been ha- this whole year, it's been it's been good for attack fit, but it's all the equipment. We just can't keep it in, in stock. Well, maybe um, people will realize or have realized like people that are already exercising and doing things. Or maybe it was just a little part of their life. Maybe they are uh, from this have realized how much that means. I mean, I mean, Peloton, you know, right. like they're going crazy and trying to get equipment. People are riding bikes. And I think at some point, like it brought uh, one of the positive things, like people got more connected to their families and stuff. Uh, oh. Maybe at the beginning, maybe yeah. they want to just kill them each other now. <laughs> but um, and, and the importance of exercising. And, or, or being healthy because of how it's affecting people. So maybe that might be a positive that comes out of this. Well, there's always good things, right? You can fig- you can yeah. see out of, well, no matter what situation yeah. you have. Yeah. Like things can be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And you have to look at things that way, right? Or else you just get really, then, then you become a victim and you get depressed too, right? You know, I think just again, like comes down to like discipline and balance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like the Zoom thing, like, it's pretty cool. You can do like a Zoom call. You can have a meeting and you get kind of used to it and it's very efficient. You don't have to travel somewhere and you can have a full on meeting with like business stuff, you know, or whatever. But you, And that saves a lot of time. But it's also horrible at the same time because you never get to see. No, I think I think when I say that, like you don't have to meet every time in person, but right. you need to meet eventually. Like right. we had the TACFIT online certification. Oh, uh, the last couple of months and I, I'm going to talk to you. I want to get you involved, you know, this okay. next year, 2021 Okay, we'll do is it. your time, you know, you can do oh, it from yeah. wherever, whenever. Okay. You know? And mean, it's, and it's the most efficient, not efficient, most thorough, uh, uh, certification that that's ever been done. And it's, yeah, it's, you gotta do it. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, we were talking about the, the, yeah, uh, just the online well, situation we had people from new zealand australia asia you know uh, middle east uh europe north america all the way down to brazil argentina chile everywhere all over the world central america Mm. all together on this call the zoom um so you would see the sun come up in new zealand and then you'd see the sun go down in barcelona at the same time wow on the screen you know so i was like wow that's pretty crazy so speaking of some of the silver lining and all it's like man that's pretty impressive that this is happening and everybody's really learning, you know, and, uh, I really learned and, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited of that capability, you know, yeah, because a lot of people weren't able to access or access it that easy before it was just kind of Skype. Right. And not uh, everyone was really Skype, had. but you'd have to fly. And if you couldn't yeah. fly oh, yeah. uh, to learn, you know, um, um, yeah, 
can do it or, you know, and even like, you know, I remember we were making a lot of people make fun of the Gracie online things, you know, but it gives you more tools, right? It gives you more, more ways to reach people. And if you believe in jujitsu, if you believe in, you know, attack fit, right. It, uh, yeah, it allows you to, to spread it, you know, and, and have, have really learn yeah. if they don't have the capability to, you know, to fly out to the place yeah. or get visas and stuff too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I went to Guatemala and, uh, one of the guys was like Gracie, I don't know if he was certified or whatever, but he was a Gracie kind of, uh, you know, online thing mm-hmm. student, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in a small town outside of another small town in Guatemala, but he was able to access it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's able to learn jujitsu. I think cool. that's cool. Yeah. Right. I think that's the right thing. You know. Yeah. There, there, well, there's always yeah, of course, balance. of course, right. the balance, right? And, and balance. Especially with jujitsu. Of course, of course. Is the, it going to be legit? Do they need to yeah. train with some other guys? Yeah. Does, do they need to be watched over by a master? Yeah. And be like. And yes, we're, we're absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, absolutely. even, even before all right. the video stuff, they I need mean, to come people, together. People would think that with videotapes too. Well, I just watch the video and I can do all these moves. Right. It's like, well, but not against like YouTube, the person that's alive. Students, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Like then you having like a master, like Jean-Jacques Machado, for yeah. example, like looking over you yeah. even today, like, I mean, your relationship with him. Yeah. It's different. Right? It's different. It's and different. that means something. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's beyond jujitsu too. It's right? beyond jujitsu. Yeah. It's life. Right. Yeah. And that's what, again, you know, that's what this is, right? But I also think it's like... It's a tool for like reaching your potential in life, I believe jujitsu yeah, is. Yeah. But also like every time in jujitsu, when you roll with someone, I think there's definitely this energetic connection, right? For and, sure. And it's so weird to try to explain it to people who don't do jujitsu because, I mean, this person, I probably, I mean, there are probably plenty of people in, in, in the room that I might not sit next to and hang out with. But yet I'll go roll around with them and sweat mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And there's just this different transfer of energy. And it's not um, creepy or weird or, or, or beyond anything that it is. It just is what it is. But, you know, almost like fishing, like mm-hmm. the fish, you know, you feel that energy um, from another person. Yeah. Connection. Yeah. Human connection. Yeah. Have you read that tri book? I was, I was bringing it up. I was no, I never read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot online. Not just that, but the, just the, the human, like today? the just the need that we 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 all have. Like we can live in this big city with millions of people, mm. but not be connected to anybody. Yeah. Right. Like okay, like Facebook and all that, but that's not really a connection. Yeah. But like jujitsu, it gives you that connection and that trust, right? Yeah. That trust, like you don't right. know how it is, but there's a trust there, right? Yeah. Whoever it is, and if that person. You don't try, he go, he, he's out of the group, you know? Yeah. Or he's just off your list, off your dance card. Yeah. 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 Maybe he's overall, you kind of, I'm just saying overall, like a really bad guy, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Then he's, yeah. He's seen, gets yeah. kind of, he just doesn't show up anymore. Right. They, overall. It self, uh, what is that? Self sort. Uh, I think there's a more technical term, but it, it, it works itself out. Yeah. And then, of course, I'll off your list and, you know, not to train with that person anymore. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of guys where I'm cool with them and we're yeah. friends and we'll talk about this that, and the other thing. But I might not roll with them, you know, because everyone's there kind of for different reasons. Um, maybe I don't trust them and that's right. OK. But in that physical situation, maybe I don't trust them necessarily, but I'm OK with them. And mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like connecting with people at different levels. Yeah. Yeah. But that I think that's part of it, you know, when you 
just the you talk about the how it rewires you, but you get rewired with the community, the people that you yeah. train with. Well, and and I think also I'm it, it's you know we always past, talk about present, it. and future. Yeah, and we always talk about like a family, but you know I kind of laugh, and now we're at the holidays. It's kind of like that, you know. Sometimes you might have differences with someone, but you're not going anywhere, and they're not going anywhere. Just like you're not getting out of your family, and you still have to go to the holiday event and so maybe you don't go hang out with them and talk to them but you still have to coexist yeah. and you have to learn to deal with that and even when that stirs up emotions or any you, you know like you just learn to deal with that and it's like okay i mean i can exist here and he can exist there and and we're all good yeah you know we may have differences but we're good yeah where i think like in the past maybe i might not have been so understanding of that situation you know yeah yeah. Yeah. Just thinking of like how, you know, the, your teammates can bring out the best in you, you know, and like we, I, I, sometimes I talk about it, like we, your friends or your, not friends, but your, your, um, not enemies, but the, what do you call it? Your, your rivals, mm -hmm. they bring out the best in you. Yeah. Um, well, you don't realize it at the time you kind of like, don't, you kind of hate them and don't like them. You know, some people, um, some people you, you probably are, you're okay. You're cool with, you know, you like them, but you're, they're your rival. But there's some people that you really from other teams and especially like it's very tribal right back in brazil and mm. and then as you get older you know like these master worlds and all these teams opposite teams are hanging out together and there's yeah. like such a deep bond because there's this shared history there's a shared history and then yeah. you think back and then you realize what that was like yeah. man thank you man thank you for and you brought out the best in me pushing each other yeah you pushed me to my limits well, you always hear the story. I've heard it so many times that I can't even give you a specific one where people were rivals and then maybe they fought in an event or something and they ended up becoming training partners or, or best friends, you know. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And you always, you, you know, I always love, especially, you know, like lately with the UFC because there's not that much to see right Rocky, now. Rock, Rocky, Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed, right? Mm, <laughs> yeah. So about the UFC. But, you know, the sometimes uh at the beginning of the fight like they don't one guy wants to like pound gloves the other one doesn't and right. they're like they're, you know there was all this trash talking going on because that's like the thing to do lately you know in the last right. couple of years right. and there seems to be like really bad blood and i think with some people there really is and then at the end of the fight they've had this incredible slug fest yeah it's a and they pushed each other and i think they both just have that understanding of what they went through and you see them hugging at Instant the end respect. for pushing each other to that. Um, I, I mean, just the other night, you know, they, like one of the guys was saying, oh, he was talking all this crap in the, in the hotel and all this stuff. And you know, like they were probably quarantined for a week or two right, at the right, hotel. Right, right, right. And then it was just like respect at the end, right? Because you both gone through this journey, you know, and as much as you hate each other, it's like you're connected now, yeah. right? What were some of the, those moments, do you have any moments like that that you remember? Guys that, or guys, girl, girls, or uh, turn um, matches that brought up the best in you? Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't think I really fought anyone that I had a rival. Like there was no bad blood or anything like that. So, and you know, at the beginning, it's like you didn't really know anyone. I mean, we didn't have. But there were some people that you were, you were good, like, you know, out of, you know, respect, like respectfully gunning for, right? Like that, you're like, I want to beat that person. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. But I mean, I was always friendly with people. Mm. Like I didn't. Right, right. 
I don't know that I had any ill outward ill will to anyone. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you learn. I, what you know? What I did learn was, I remember I had to fight a teammate, mm. and and we were friends, and uh, I lost, and I don't know quite where that was. I think I you had beat them in training. You're better than him in training. Mm, no, but I could have. I, I had. I could have won it, and I could have had a chance. Uh, uh, put on a better mm. uh, match. Match, um, and so it, it was that learning of this. It's still on, right? Even though you're right, you're you're a teammate, or you have trained together before, but this is still what it is. Um, I, I remember one match I had with a girl who didn't have a hand. Hmm. And it's such an interesting process in your brain because I think at some point I was like, felt sort of um, like, I was like, oh, I don't know, like nervous about hmm. it and okay, like taking care of her. And then the next thing I know, she's trying to choke me. And then it flashed through my head. I was like, man, my teacher doesn't have all his hand yeah. and he destroys people. So better respect. Yeah, respect it. And this is competition. You know, it's not um, clipping. Um, it, it's not uh, <laughs> banging on the table. Yeah, it's like like this is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. And, yeah. and be focused. You know, it just reminds me of of um, there's a this guy, Helio Seneca. He'd be like Megaton mm -hmm. at the First Worlds. Um, one of the Gracie Baja old school, you know, is one of my mentors too. And he always, I remember when I was, I was up and coming, I was probably one of the top, you know, top black belts and he was a little bit older and not that old, but you know, like a few years mm. ahead and then, uh, still, you know, tough as hell. So I was up in, at a malls in Colorado and, uh, we like, uh, he's, they asked me if I wanted to train and, 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 and then he's like, uh, I don't know how, what came up, but we just talked about, uh, like, I'm not going to. You're gonna, he's like, you're gonna, you know, he's a funny guy. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to bring it, you know? I'm like, Oh no, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to uh, respect you, you know? Cause he was like, a, you know, <laughs> yeah. mentors, you know? Yeah. And he's like, and then he told me like, you better, you better respect, you better bring it. You know, that's the respect that, that that's, that's, that's the respect mm. when you, when you, when you do your best, you know, I was like, okay, you know, and he's still tough as hell, you know, <laughs> it's <so> tough, <laughs> you know, but I think, and then I saw, I remember I, what there was that, that submission X, whatever it was, oh, like Randy yeah. Couture and Jacare. Yeah. And, uh, uh, somebody asked Jacare actually, uh, how are you going to, uh, are you going to take it easy? Not take it easy, but you know, cause he's, you know, Randy Couture was already in his forties at the Older, time. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to show him respect by doing my best. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, that goes right. That goes, that goes across everything. And you know, this disrespectful to the opponents, right? If you, if you don't, don't do your best. Yeah. Right. I, I, then, you know, I think it cuts both ways. Sometimes, you know, like, you know, if you go, if you, if you go visit thing, right? a school, like you're right, right, respectful, right. Of you course, know, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's uh in a way, right. Because you're all, oh, you know, but of course, of course there's, there's a, it's a fine line. Yeah. It's a fine line for sure. It's uh, situational. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
Like, I don't want some young guy like spazzing out on me, you know, like I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't need this right now. To- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. I want to train, but I don't want to go like, you know, like it, we're not going crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, and it's like, okay, here we go. Now, yeah. So now, I'm not going to, I, gotta, I like- don't need that today. You know? <laughs> so just feeling, feeling it out. Right. Feeling yeah. it out. And I think white belts are newer guys, right? Blue belts, maybe even, yeah. they don't have that, uh, the common sense. You know, yes. Yes. I, I mean, when I think about sometimes you, you go with a white belt and they're just like, they're 23 years old and they're right, muscling right. the crap out of you. And, you know, it fires me up, but also I, I can't match that. Right? right. And I have to use my experience at that point. But I also go back and think, man, I had no idea what I was doing when I was a white belt or a blue belt. I wouldn't have been able to manage myself. I was just trying to kill people too. Because you don't have that understanding yet. It takes time to develop that. And so I I, I try not to hold it against them personally, but I might not roll with them again for until they calm down and get integrated into the system. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Especially being a little old lady. Old lady. A little old lady that I am. Yeah, right. Like you had, what's the, what's the, 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 the thing you have, the Epstein, Epstein bar. Epstein bar. So how, how does that, what does that do? And what's the science, the science, scientific. Well, uh, the science is just starting to catch up and I think they're, um, it's an immune, immune. Yeah. Well, so the main symptom that most people get is mono. And if you've ever had mono, you most likely have. But what actually Epstein happens, what actually happens like, you know, for years they didn't, Study it. Okay. For when I got sick, it was 2007 and I was scouring the internet and there was really no information. And every year or two I'd start, you know, going on my little search and find nothing. And then only recently, uh, maybe in the last, maybe it was like four years ago now. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure, but they actually think that there was a connection to being a precursor to MS. Mm. And so slowly there've been more studies uh, slowly. But and what, what so, actually happens, you know, like MS, for example, like your immune system attacks basically the myelin, right? The myelin sheath on the nerve. Yes. So you're way ahead of me on that. Well, I'm, oh, I, yeah, I, so I, I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, I have much more of a pedestrian general understanding okay. that basically this virus kind of just goes dormant and sits inside waiting for an opportunity to attack in, in, in future life. So that was part of the problem. It's like, it'd be 20 years later that someone would have pancreatic cancer or some sort of internal cancer Mm. that may have been caused, but they didn't think to make the connections. And so now they're starting to look into it. And actually I think there were, there was a a few things going on with uh, Corona and um, Mm. how they're related. But, you know, when I first started looking at it, I think it was, they were saying 40 to 50, 60% of the population has it. Mm. And now when I look at it, they're saying 90% of the population have it. Most people don't know they have it. I guess it's like being asymptomatic, right? Mm. Um, or other people when they hear um, how I never, you know, fully recovered, like uh, that I would have these fatigue crashes. People say like, I wonder if I have that because they remember a day where they just didn't feel as good. And I know at some point someone's like, you're just getting old. It's like, you don't get old overnight. Mm. You know, I can understand. I understand like getting weaker and slower over time. Do certain things trigger it? Like you train too hard, too many days in a row, something like that? Sometimes that, that, like the physical strenuousness of that, um, that would set me into it. And this was a while back. Mm. Um, I think I've managed it 
a lot better mm. and, and um, you know, with different herbs and trying different things. Um, but uh, now it's more, um, it'll, it'll get triggered by uh, the stress of certain people that I'm mm. around sometimes. So I try to avoid those people. Yeah, I, I mean that. Those are the things with like MS, like same thing, like stress. Like you know, yeah. I did, a, I did, a, I did a podcast with this uh, Capoeira master, Master Shushu, mm-hmm. and he has MS, and uh, you know he he started to go blind, and he's, some st- things started to happen, and then they they diagnosed him, and then they started to give him medication. He started to gain weight and kind of get kind of lazy, mm-hmm. and then he's like, man, like you should see this guy. This guy's like a like like just like crazy acro, like just. Uh, freaking nature like mm. he's an amazing amazing athlete you know um uh so yeah he's, he was able to move was good he was spatial awareness he lost his spatial awareness like you know for a cup like that's crazy yeah, right yeah um and then he's like man i'm just gonna i think i'm gonna take go off the medication and he did and he started feeling better and so what does he control of course like what he eats right he started yeah. studying nutrition okay the the movement he's got down pretty much you know but with that he controls his stress mm. Right. And so that, what does that mean? Like, you know, things stress him out, certain situations or people, right. Mm-hmm. He just cuts that out of the lot. He cuts it out of, out of his life, you know, and doesn't, doesn't do it, you know? Yeah. And just does stuff that makes him happy. I think we should all live, well, do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was one of the things it's like, I had to move people out of my life, job, different types of stress I had to reduce. Plus at the time I had a lot of brain fog too. So I wasn't really being able to perform in those situations either. And like you were saying, it's like, we should be doing these things anyway, but it was like this thing where it's like, you know, I was in my forties when I got uh, 39, when I got in and through my forties when it got a little bit worse. So it's sort of, you know, at the same time as sort of the midlife thing, you know, it kind of, uh, I think that happens to a lot of people. They get cancer or their friend gets cancer. And it's like, this is the wake up call. Like yeah. start taking care of your body. Yeah. Start, you know, do the things. What do you want in your life for the rest of your life? And since Thanksgiving, it's like just being grateful for what you have and then making decisions about what you want to do with your life. Yeah. Sarah, we have a uh, 30,000 days in our lives pretty much. So make everyone count. Yeah. You know, and they're definitely those days that you have to rest and recover mm-hmm. and being okay with that. You know, I think there's just so much of this push, hustle, 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 right. push like in the last few years, you know, like keep grinding, keep grinding. Yeah. And it's like, well, that got me to a certain place of accomplishment. I think our, but I, think, I think our personality is kind of that. We're, that's we're where we were. People. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. so it, it helps you in accomplishing certain things, but it also taxes you in a different way. Like there's a different price to be paid. Um, I think for both of us, we probably wouldn't have changed it. Right. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that might need needlessly have to go through that, mm. you know, that could get ahead of it and, and start making those decisions. You know, I think when we were coming up, there wasn't a lot of rest recovery days. Right. You know, they're, they're just and that's being, what the being ta- lazy. Speaking about going to the TAC fit that teaches you that stuff, yeah. that awareness, like, you know, he has like four and seven day waves, you know? So yeah. does that mean you train hard every single day? No. Yeah. And man, when I, when I, cause I remember studying like certain things, like, you know, like back in the day, cause I would like read a lot of like books on training, things like that. And even Mark Kerr, when I remember listening to him, mm. the guy that's just yoked up, you know, he trains twice and then he takes the third day to recover. That was his routine. Yeah. 
and when I was trying to figure out how to train before I had stopped training and coming back, but I would document, you know, I was like, how, what kind of pattern right. can I do? It's like, right. do I go hard two days and then take right. a day off? Or do I have to, do I go like 60% three days in a row? You know, I had to try to see, um, and I think it's the continuous that's worse. It's like mm. better to go hard and then rest hard and then rest as mm -hmm. opposed to the constant um, is what I found back then. Yeah. But people also say like, even when I was coming up, I would do two classes a day. I train every I day. I was constantly overtraining. But I also, I mean, I was older when I started mm -hmm. jujitsu. So I also, and again, being a small female in jujitsu, it's like, I figured out people are like, how do you do that? Well, I don't train hard every class. Like there might be classes where I just work on defense or classes where I, take it easy. I might just roll with like a small, per like now I can, now I have the option because we have women, you know, I can just roll with some of the girls. So I don't have to deal with the the size and the weight of a bigger person that puts much more stress on my body. Mm. Or, you know, there were days I would um, stay for a second class, but I would just stay and do all the drills. So I wasn't taking the beating all right, the time. Right, you right. Know? And I think when you're starting out too, it's hard to manage. You, you only know one thing. And as you progress, you know, then you can start to gauge and go, okay, well, this will be, I'm going to go train in class, but it's going to be a lighter day. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a professor and coach, I think maybe that's, that's our job, you know, to kind of watch the guys, watch the students, right? Like, but there's so much technology now too, with the aura rings and all these different things that you can see the sign, you can kind of yes. get, I mean, if you're like a high level, you know, yeah. it's hard to do that with the, you know, the general population, like students, you know, but if you, if you have a heart, uh, 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 all those monitors and stuff yeah, yeah. Like well, yeah. you know, it can be a ring, it can be like a watch, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can see the vitals, right? And mm -hmm. you can see if they're overtraining. What was mm -hmm. that thing called? Um, a Fitbit. A fi well, Fitbit, but That's there's what, another one too. Um, like a uh, Ohio Wrestling was using it. Um, Omega Wave. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott put me on that. He he. It was back in the back man back in 2007, and it was like this huge machine. Uh, wow. He when he wrote about it on the blog, you know, you put the information in, but now it's like just just a little little app and little, 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 little mm -hmm. thing that you put on, you know? And then, um, you know, I'm but all these things to, you know, measure your vitals and how are you overtrained? Because you can tell like by your, your heartbeat and stuff when you wake up in the morning. Right, exactly. I, I remember getting into that. But you can do I some things that are, you can just you see what your, your resting heart yeah. is when you, when you wake up and you can see, and you can feel, you, you know, you have well, enough body awareness, right? But that's, that's what I was going to say. Take the, you get, yeah. it's building those habits, right? That's why my guys to you, like we do the cool downs after training. Yeah. And guys, some of the young guys, like, oh, you know, they, they don't feel like it or what, you know, but it's about building the habit ingraining mm. it as in your routine. It's building the routine, right? Mm. And you're not going to remember to take your heart rate unless you build it into your routine. Like you don't need all this equipment. You can just take your heart rate. Where's my heart? Where's my, what's my resting heart rate? And if you're like stressed out or if you traveled or whatever, mm. and you traveled in, it's going to be a little bit higher. You know what I mean? You can see where you're at. I got to get into that. Exactly. I mean, it's building I, I, those routines. I, I've it's heard about all that routines. stuff, but I never could quite exactly. figure that exactly. out with the technology. Um, but in my case, like I, I started to have to listen to my body and I could feel what was going on. Um, probably not in the same way, you know, but at least you start well, like paying the, attention. The tack, well, the tack food teaches you the right, right? And we, and we don't yes. do it, we do it after class, right? Yes. And I can see, you know, I do whatever I do and I can see like if I traveled or something and mm -hmm. you know, my body's not like, it's a bit tired, right? From, from the travel, mm -hmm. I can see like it's a few extra beats, you know, higher than it normally would be. 
And then I'm do you the back off thing. after that? Um, you know, I'm just, yeah, just I, I can it. see that. But then uh, for, I, I was, because I, you, you want to be working usually in the 68% of your heart rate max, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you, if you feel myself over breathing or whatever, like I, I, just, I just take it easy. Like you were saying, mm -hmm. you saw me doing like the regression on the techniques. Mm -hmm. I'm just moving my body, you know, because I feel myself fatigued from whatever, whatever I did, you know, mm -hmm. if I was training jiu-jitsu the day before hard, you know? And so I just move my body and I just stay under the, stay under the, the, the thing, you know, so I recover. Yeah. So I use it as, I use it for the recovery, uh, you know, workout. It, it's interesting and that's so helpful and I need to get more understanding and into that because the it's way just, we came up, it was just right. go harder. You keep pushing. And then if you took a day off, it's cause you were lazy You're weak, yeah. and whether it's weakness, I think we have a better understanding about recovery now. Of course, you know, with the science and stuff right. like that. But Scott Sun has been saying these things when he did that blog with me back in the day, there wasn't the, the, the technology that they have now. So now it is science. Yeah. And he would always say, you know, you get stronger in the recovery. Yeah. You get stronger in the recovery. So when I was coming up, I did it a little bit differently because I didn't have the science, but right. I would log all my, we all, we all did. I, I would, yeah. I would log everything. Right, right, right. And so that, and I tell people to do that if they're training like that that it's helpful because, you know, there's the whole mind, body, emotional part. So there are days where you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't feel like training. Right. And, you know, I would look at my schedule and if it was maybe the second day of training, then I knew it was in my head. Mm -hmm. But if it was like, I hadn't had a day off in five days, it's like, no, that's real. That you need to back off. You can take a day off. You mm -hmm. can take a, a, you know, a, a rest day, get a massage, whatever it takes. But that was like sort of the data set that I would use because then it's not you going around in your head. What was your old training uh, routine throughout the week? You know, because you had a day job, right, too? Like, like at the beginning when you were training twice a day? Well, um, I had a day job and then I started working my day job around. But you, your training. Training and then right, right, okay, eventually great. took over. So um, what, was, what was like when you were in your, your heyday of, you know, training? What, what was your routine like Monday through Sunday? Would well, you train Monday through Friday and then rest on the weekends? No. Um, I'm trying to remember because I went through different phases with work. Okay. So I, I was a freelance broadcast graphics designer, and then I was also teaching at Otis. Mm. And so um, when I was teaching, there were certain days I was teaching, so I could manage that. Um, early on, um, it wasn't so crucial. It was mm. different. And then... Um, I was teaching a couple of days a week. And then those days, I think, so Otis is over by the, uh, the LA airport, LAX. And if I remember correctly, I would teach. And then after I taught, I would go train at, um, at raw mm. in El Segundo because mm. it was near there. Mm. Um, so I kind of built my world to fit those things. And then as I was teaching less, I was doing more advising of the students. Mm. So then I would schedule all my advising for one day and I would just see students back to back to back to back all day mm. and then try to get back in time to uh, train. So, so how, how would you train? You would train because you said you were doing, you know, twice a day. Yeah. So what was, what would that routine look like for, uh, you know, a well, typical week? Um, well, I would just go to every class that we had. Okay. So there were specific class times. It wasn't just open were all the time. What specific class times? So m Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, and then Monday through Thursday nights, and then Saturday, and then usually Sunday. Monday through Thursday evenings? Yes. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Morning. Morning. And so I would do- So Friday, nothing. Evening. Friday evening, nothing? No. Saturday, nothing? 
No, Saturday I would go to a class. Okay. It'd be a Saturday Morning, class. Uh -huh. And then Sunday I would train with friends. Okay. So every day. Yeah, that seems that seems uh and then I would do strength like and conditioning too. So right, at the beginning, I mean I didn't always take every class. I would take a day off here and there. Mm -hmm. Um when you just had enough, you can take it. Or anymore. I would just go in and stretch and just do a few drills too. Mm -hmm. Um because I, I I think I you know, I did pay attention to that because like I said, I was older and mm -hmm. I did do sports and did a lot of conditioning stuff as a younger athlete. You did gymnastics. I too, did gymnastics. Yeah. yeah, like that was the most intense sport. Mm. I did other sports, but I remember I was ten years old and we were lifting weights. Mm. And this was back, you know, many years ago before they thought like they were still saying things like that. It would stunt your growth. And I was like, well, I'm Chinese. I'm just short anyway. It's not going to really do anything. You know, like people still today think it's bad for kids to lift weights. I don't know. Man, I remember like when I lived in Brazil. You know, I would there'd be different phases. You know. And I remember the first year, well, when I moved to Bello, um, or even when I went, when I first went to Rio, I would, I would do every class, you know, I would, cause there was a class, uh, in the more late morning and then there was a class in the evening. So mm -hmm. I would do, you know, Monday through Friday, same schedule. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Saturday, I think, no, the Saturday they didn't have, sometimes they did. And I got together with some friends yes. and then Sunday I wouldn't, you know, it would just, you know, I, there was nothing to do, you know? Um, but that was the schedule in, in Rio. And then in Belo Horizonte, I, if the first year I would go early in the morning, like Jacqueline is a workhorse, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like, probably like Jean-Jacques, you know, you know, but he's a workhorse. So I would go, there was like a seven o'clock in the morning class. Then there'd be our noon class. And then there would be two evening classes. And I would just, I would just take it. I would be overtrained. I'd be done by like, I'd be, you know, so exhausted by, Tuesday, you know, Tuesday evening, probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then you persevere, you know, and you keep showing up, you yeah. know, like you, you say you're going to do it and you just do it. Yeah. And then I remember like Thursday, like oh, one more day, you know, of this. And then Friday, I'm like, oh, and then I would rest on the weekend. It's such a mental game. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then I look at some of the, the judo, judo, judokos, you know, and that's how they, that's how they do it. Right. Mm -hmm. They overtrain. And then when it's time to, to compete or whatever, they're just like, wow, like they're beasts, you know, yeah. they recover a little bit, a couple of days like or what wrestlers. before. The most, the most overtrained athletes on earth. On earth, that's it. Yeah, so they're getting smarter. They're getting smarter too with all these this technology, but it's still hard because. It, but it gives you certain mental toughness. There's a reason why we do it, right? Yes. There's a reason why the you know yeah. those things happen. I mean, there's always that thing, you know. It's like you never know when you're gonna fight, and that could be your worst day. You right. Know? And you don't right. get to change it. You don't get right. to call in sick. Right. So you have to persevere. You know, deal with the adversity. So it, it's this weird balance, right, yeah. between. How do I push myself yeah. and force myself through this? Or do I need to rest? Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing. I think the EBV made me have to pay attention to that more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's hard. And it's also part of our personality, right? That we were saying, it's like, I want to do this. And then it's like your body can't do it so then you go in and watch or yeah. you know even when you're when we were Man, wrecked, i had i had uh wrecked I had, by uh, the end of the week you're still I had, watching i had um what did i have i had a uh, some kind of like pink eye thing you know and i was just i remember like oh my god and you know it was, that was my life and i was like i wanted to just like go in and I put a patch on and stuff and <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and i registered for a tournament you know <laughs> Did you do it? I, I did, yeah. But was it 
already subsiding? I, I, or did you go infect a bunch of people? I don't know. It was one match, you know. It was a super fight, you know. Mm. It was like so messed up, but I was just so selfish. She's so selfish as a, you know, because I just wanted to. I wanted to get better, and I was just that was yeah. So it's bad. It's crazy because when you're doing, yeah, this, I think it was it's it went down, but I was like it gave me like a goal to something to look forward to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't think they would have let me like because it got pretty big. But I tried, you know, I tried to go. And just the fact that I would try to go yeah. in with that thing on, come on, get out of here. Well, it's so crazy in this sport because everyone, you know, you get injured and you keep training. It's like you see people, they're completely patched up. They're, half their body doesn't work and they're out there training on their other side. Yeah. You know, like, like it does change. I've done that. I've change my, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone's done Mindset. That. Yeah. And mind over matter. And, right? and there are definitely times where, man, you shouldn't be training, but we do. I don't know. It it changes your brain. Well, I think I just now just learning all these things that I've learned through through TACFIT, you yeah. know, and just yeah, just basically like recovering when you and, and less is more. Less is yeah. more. I remember like towards the end uh, of when I was in Brazil, like I would train one time a day really well, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I, I could I, I could do drilling or whatever yeah. throughout the day, yeah. Um, and uh, work on stuff that I wanted to work on, but I just trained one time hard during every every day, and yeah. then and that was that was the that was the that was the routine that worked yeah. the best. So similar, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember like, and then just kind of look at all the stuff that I know now. You know, like Mark, if you like, it's crazy that I, I'm, I'm referencing Mark Kerr, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the fact that he trained really hard twice, twice, you know, two days in a row. Mm -hmm. And then the third day he recovered, you know, that I think something like that would have been probably ideal. Like Monday, Tuesday, train really hard. And then Wednesday kind of take a little uh, recovery day, maybe just drilling or, you know, whatever stuff that I wanted to work on. So here's here's the crazy question. And I wonder this for myself as well. If you apply the training principles that we're talking about, that we've discovered now, mm. if you did that from the beginning, would you have become what you became? No, definitely not. Definitely not. hundred percent not. Because it was that drive and that obsessive craziness of going in. Just the, the, and the pushing. thick skin and the, the toughness, the mental toughness. Yeah. And if you listen to all these success coaches and these different guys, that's, they say if there's one quality, you know, it's, it's like the mental toughness, like the grit, yeah. right? The grit. So it, it's almost like a catch 22 in a way, right. right? It's like, we're finding this out now because of what we've gone through and we want to share it with people, but yet we probably wouldn't have become what we well, there's were. A, there's a reason why we did it, you know? Yeah. So it's about, again, going back to balance, right? There's, there's a time and a place, Yeah. but then you'd be like, Hey man, like, you know, you have pink eye, get out of here. You have whatever. <laughs> That's a bad example. Okay. Forget I said that. You know? <laughs> I'm ashamed and I totally put it out there. You know, I remember like, oh, man, you, that was just, that was, that was crazy. You know, that effect that, that, yeah, that's how, that's how focused you were, you know, yeah. that you're not thinking about anything else. I remember, but uh, like, but just, you know, training and, you know, yeah, I, I remember it was my first. And at that time, you know, it was my first pro jujitsu mm -hmm. thing. I guess, or something. And I got sick. I had the flu. And you trained? No, no. Like at the day of the tournament. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, but we had. But you competed I, anyway. I, no, I had. I don't remember how far I had to drive. And I, my husband at the time was like, you're not going. I'm like, I'm going. And when I couldn't walk down the stairs to, to go out of the house, it was like, okay, I can't go. 
but I was determined, you know, the whole time. And then, you know, where is that line finally where you go? Okay. I told you that the, I had food poisoning. The story, did I tell you that? No, tell me. Well, uh, tell them. Okay. Yeah. No, my last, my, it was my last, so I, I did like, you know, like after the MS diagnosis, mm -hmm. I did like this whole, did like a whole world tour in, in jujitsu, right? Oh, yes. And my last stop was in Spain. I, there's a, the Nogi Worlds a few weeks before, and then my friend was going to, to, to do some seminars in, in Europe. And so I was like, okay, I'll go and I'll, there's a couple tournaments that I can do every weekend. So it was mm -hmm. three weeks in a row of doing tournaments. And the last weekend was in Spain. And uh, I wake up kind of like queasy and, uh, and like, I couldn't really eat and like something was wrong, you know? And then I got to the tournament and it's still like really like queasy. Like, you know, I felt like I was, you know, I thought I was just maybe over like stressed out from all these weeks of adrenaline and all that. And then I go, I do my first match and the guy throws his weight on my stomach oh. and I instantly feel like I have to throw up, you know? And so I got through the match, you know, and then I got off the mat and I threw up. Yeah, nasty. I've never done that before in my life. You know, I would have been DQ'd, right? If I, that would have happened, I think, and I wouldn't have been able yeah. to continue. Yeah. And so then I did another match and I even, yeah, it was, it was, you know, um, like the guy choked me out unconscious that I'd never been choked out before. In the second match? The second match, yeah. I was just totally out of it. But he's like, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's that, that mindset, you know? Oh, okay, you let's go. Going, yeah. And I was pale and they're like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And I was white. I was pale. I was like stone up and had no strength in my body but you still go because you trained that okay so then uh I was super bummed out like really like just super bummed out and then and then i became friends with the first opponent that i went against mm. and he's like are you gonna do the open weight because i we were talking about you should i do that you know <laughs> and i'm like nah man you know like and he's like i'll oh, just put your name maybe you'll fall better by that time you know and so I was like, okay, you know, I put my name down. And then I thought about it. I was like, am I going to go back to the hotel and just feel bad and feel sad? Or am I going to, you know, who knows, you know? And then uh, uh, I drank the, I couldn't drink water. Sorry. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't eat, you know? And so then what did I tell myself? It was like, you know, like I started telling myself, I believe in my technique. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gave me like energy, you know, inside I felt, you know, and I kept saying it over and over and over and over. And I, you know, I was so weak. I had no power. Yeah. You know, like you, ha yeah. you have the flu, you have, I had food poisoning, same thing, right? Yeah. Everything, and ached, dehydrated. everything ached, dehydrated. And so I go out there and I win my first match, you know, with like nothing, you know, in the tank, you know, and then I go out again, same thing. And then I ended up winning the whole, the, the open weight, you know, wow. uh, with like, uh, and that was like, I think my spiritual moment for MS. Mm that I needed to kind of be like, I can do this. I got this. Yeah. Like mind over matter. Just that, 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 that I got that. I got this, you know, I have the mindset, but I needed the right things. And the right things was tag fit. And I said, but the martial art mindset it's with crazy. all the right stuff. Yeah. And pff. that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's cause I, I was competing a lot at that time. And yeah. that was the last match I did. The last, that was like your thing. big run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did. I just, I was like, what if I can't do jiu-jitsu in six months, yeah. you know? So and I was like, did gonna, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I did everything, but I did a couple. Well, this year. Okay. I'm excused for not competing 2020. Okay. But 2019, <laughs> everyone, I did everyone, everyone has that asterisk <laughs> next to 20. No, Cause you're, you're one of the people like, are you going to compete? You know? And I'm like, uh, you know, no, 2020 gets an asterisk. It's like, but, it's uh, special, but, uh, I'll, 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 I'll stay, I'll, I'll keep competing, you know, for sure. Just cause I, it's good. It's good. You know, one thing I found out, um, you reminded me, um, in the past, 
um, I would, when I would crash, it'd be like 30 minutes and it was like all the energy being sucked out of me and right. I had to go to bed. And then over time, you know, learning how to manage it. And actually one day I was in class mm. and during the technique, I started crashing. Like I literally laid down and started sleeping. <laughs> I closed my eyes cause I was just exhausted. So you're done. And then it was time to train, to roll. Mm. And I you just come alive. forced myself to do it. And it's almost like by the end, it wasn't a super aggressive training day, but I survived it all. And it, the, the fatigue went away. And I was like, because in What's my mind, on, right? yeah, I was getting ready for a tournament in my mind. I was thinking, what if this happens at the tournament? Because that's already that's programmed in, right? I mean, it, I was like, what if, what if I crash at the tournament? Suck it up, go do it. Let's see what happens. And I forced myself to go through it. And then I was fine after that. It was crazy. I mean, that the whole MS thing, like I was in really bad shape, like everything hurt to move, you know, mm. and I was super fatigued, you know, and I would like just have to lay in bed, but I could still compete. I could still do whatever, not really, but I would train. I would have to like rest the rest of the day, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it was worth it. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's like, it's that my family, like, you know, my kids and stuff, like, you know, it was, it was tough, you know, it was mm. tough, you know? And, uh, but it just showed me that like, just cause it's so hardwired. Yeah. Like, mm, I'm going to just that, whatever the, whatever, whatever it is, you know, and doing that the mindset, you yeah. know, it got me good, you know? Yeah. Um, I just needed the, you know, to kind of figure out all the the points, you know, and like the tactful stuff gave me the the tools and how to manage, how to manage and understanding that more awareness. And so the, you know, all the stuff is a blessing in disguise. And yeah, I think it's helped me like live a better life and balance with my family as well. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. You have multiple businesses, you know, uh, you're saying three like kids. You're, you were thinking about you're you're saying how how train uh, compete, yeah, teach. You, but you were saying you were saying how like um, what were you saying about um, uh, what, what, what were you saying just saying before? Lost my train. train I don't know. I, I, oh, just getting. Oh yeah, you, you were saying before. You were saying about how it, if people stress, if people bring you down or stress you out, like you kind of cut. They, they it triggers like this the, the things you know. Oh. Um, and so for me, I just do things that I really love to do. And so like the podcast and jujitsu and, you know, teaching and competing and, uh, attack fit and just, it gives me so much, you know, I'm so grateful for the system and for the people in the community. I like, I love you. I love like the jujitsu community. I love my students. Like, of course I love my family, you know? So I just do things that really, that make me happy. It really helps pare down your life. And right. To yeah. what is important. Yeah. And so like, you know, and because I have like the same more energy of all this energy now too, with all the stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. I just do what I, what I, things that make me happy. Yeah. So it's easy, right? If you do that. Yeah. And you're obviously very successful at all, at all of it. So, you know, that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. like yeah. You're saying like the way we do things, it's like all in, right? All in. Yeah. That's it. But. It's like you have so many things going on and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. One day at a time. But I, I, you know, I'm super passionate. Like I love just talking to people yeah. and getting to know them. Like it's amazing. You know, just talking to my students too. Like you never have like a sit down like that with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you talk to somebody for like an hour and get to know about them and it's, it's cool. And it's you, really you cool. see this whole other picture of them. I think also, um, like, as a person, you're, 
you know, we were talking about being in the moment and being present. And I think it's like being open to opportunities. And that's taken you in a lot of different places and you try different things and like, okay, maybe that's not the right thing. Okay, over here. And things, as I know, you know, have organically kind of evolved. And when you're focused on the positive things that bring things, good things to you and that have helped you, then those things all follow, mm -hmm. right? That's it. That's it. Well, thank you for your friendship. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. Your Instagram is Felicia. Felicia O. Underscore O. Easy to find. Thank you for your friendship. Always great hanging out with you and talking to you. I know. I, I can't believe it's been so long that I haven't seen you. So I'm glad we reconnected. Yeah. And I uh, hope, uh, well, you're in, kind of in Arizona, but you can. I'm back and forth. You're back and forth, you know. But uh, yeah, as long as you're back and forth, it's all good. Yeah. So you can come in. And uh, yeah, we'll get you on that TACFIT yeah. fit stuff, you know. Yeah the cert because then you can do it from wherever you know yeah uh, and uh yeah thank 2021. you 2021 2021 <laughs> that's it get past this 2020 <laughs> 2020 right the the number sounded so good 2020 right yeah didn't quite pan out no so hopefully 2021 is better uh, everyone hopes so i mean i don't think it can be worse but that's what we thought all this year too right <laughs> Wait, wait, what? <laughs> wait, we're still here. And let's get on the mat. Let's train jujitsu again. It's been a while. Yeah.